0: Oh, you can see the fucking waveforms of our fucking voices and that. Oh, I can Holy surf shit. Surf some waveforms. Mm. Titties.
1: There it is. Okay.
0: That's what titties look like.
1: <laughs> it does look like titties. It, titties. With,
0: with imagination. <laughs> well, that's like, you know, that, that thing of like the word boob is like the viewing of a boob from every angle. Boob. Like there's the. Like, yeah. the capital B. Yeah, you keep going. Mm, yeah, capital yeah, B yeah. is like the, the, uh, the top, the above view of the boob the two zeros two zeros in the word boob the two O's are the front view and yep. then the lowercase b is the side boob doing and a PhD yeah you <laughs> <laughs> literally I was like you're an intellectual yeah. like, <laughs>
1: fucking fantastic <laughs> Dance with my baby. We are Hottest One Hundreds and Thousands and we have taken control of your radio station. This is the podcast where we talk about the music deemed hot enough to beat in the Triple J Hottest One Hundred. My name is David James Young, and I am one of the four voices you're gonna be hearing for the next hour. So joining me once again, Andrew McDonald. David, happy to
0: fucking be here in that
1: Yeah, <laughs> fucking right, son <laughs> Nice Yeah, really real good caught you off guard Yeah,
0: well, I don't really get the first one So, yeah Well,
1: Welcome to the future,
0: baby Thanks, yeah, 2020 Yeah Assuming it comes out this year
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Harrison Yeah, hi Adam Buncher Hey
1: Here we are Yeah, we, H- uh, here's where we are We're mm. in the exact same place we were last time you, you heard from us <laughs> Indeed Nothing uh, th- has changed, we're still in
3: Narnia Yes, yeah. we
1: are still Still in Narnia, folks, and uh, we have a lot to talk about. At number 90 in the Triple J Hottest 100 of the year 2000, this is PJ Harvey with Good Fortune.
4: Through my bad fortune, off the top of a tall building.
1: coming in at number 90 in the hottest 100 of the year 2000. That is Good Fortune. It comes from the album Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea, which, as luck would have it, is my favourite PJ Harvey record. And the reason it is my favourite PJ Harvey record is because I see it as her great mid-period album. I feel like... If you've been making music for over 20 years, like you 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 do have a you do have a mid period, you know, like you have the the early wilder more renegade kind of years and then you kind of move later on into maybe something more mature and more like uh, subdued and ref- and reflective and all that sort of stuff and I feel this is the great meeting ground of those two worlds where there are some really great contemplative and pensive and really thoughtful songs on this record but it's also matched with a really good rock energy which makes it so compelling and so interesting to listen to like uh it's not as manic as a record like rid of me which is very lo-fi and thrashy Mm. and jammy and stuff like that but it's also not as you know kind of like adult contemporary as uh the uh Hope Six Demolition Project, the uh, the last record she put out. I really, really love this track in particular. This was one of my big gateway tracks into loving PJ Harvey. Yeah, like they played a bunch of her stuff on Rage and on Triple J at the time, and I remember coming to this song, and I really love the vibe of it. It it has like a real Patti Smith mm, uh, energy to time. it.
0: Dude, um, yeah. Mega yeah. Patti yeah. Smith, also Chrissy Hind. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it just really drives home what a great singer she is that f- she can go down real low and like draw you in kind of like with down by the water but also she can go fucking crazy like on a song like 50 foot queenie and to have again like a mid-period thing where she's kind of dealing with both sides of it you know like the hey, like that stuff i love that stuff but like also kind of playing it up and uh, you know kind of you the cadence and the way yeah. that that all kind of works, yeah. The guitar tone is fantastic. It's got that perfect jangle and that kind of shimmer to it as well. It's just a really confident rock song, and yeah, honestly, I would say it's one of my one of my favorite uh, PJ Harvey songs from my favorite PJ Harvey record.
3: Yeah, you couldn't be like more right when you talk about it being the perfect example of moving between like the recklessness and into something a little Mm. bit more sophisticated. Like that was deliberate from her apparently, like is really what she was trying to do with this album. But like Mm. the way I see it is like, it is exactly right. It's like in the vocal, it's this matching of like recklessness with virtuosity, almost like one is undercutting the other at the same time. Like it's kind of like, uh, it's like kind of like a yin and yang fight that's happening inside her voice the whole time. And when you consider that like the song is really about, like this person who is way too cool suddenly losing their cool because they're in love with someone and feeling all these things they didn't feel like they could feel or, or even like don't feel like they possibly deserve and just being caught up in the kind of like giddiness of that and trying to calm themselves down like it's just so wonderful and you uh, are kind of caught up in that as well like I think I think it's all there like in the lyrics as well when she says like things I thought unbelievable and like talking about throwing a a, like hope off a building or whatever that yeah, is yeah. like yeah
0: it's yeah, just I, it's just sweet like i fucking love pj harvey i remember like when a number of years ago when i picked um down by the water for my voting uh mm. tracks so I've, I've always loved her and i still love her today i do think hope six was a bit of a letdown but
1: yeah i don't particularly like that record but she was really good on that tour
0: i heard that i regret not going yeah
1: um, <laughs> we, we've talked about this the uh the very uh kind of it was an awkward exes uh, overlap oh, yeah. oh that's right yeah. So Nick Cave was playing With the Bad Seeds obviously uh, Doing two nights at the uh, ICC Sydney Theatre The day after they finished They went up and played in Newcastle And PJ Harvey played there So here's the overlap So the opening act on PJ Harvey's tour was Zalouris White, which was a uh, weird experimental folk duo featuring a uh, Greek bazooka player called uh, George Zalouris and a drummer, Jim White, uh, who Mm -hmm. plays in a band called the Dirty Three with Warren Ellis, who was one of the key members of the Bad Seats. Bingo! (laughs) Fronted by Nick Cave, who used to go out with PJ Harvey, who had in her band... Kevin Bacon.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the, Kevin, the Kevin Bacon. There were so music. many people on that stage.
1: Honestly, I wouldn't yeah. have been surprised. I like. I look up the back, and there's some guy on a floor. Top. Is that Kevin
3: Bacon? Yeah, he's Plate. the guy next to Jimmy. Pop.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Man, that but, is a weird PJ Harvey tour. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> but no, in her band, Mick Harvey, long-serving, uh, <laughs> long-serving member of the Bad Seeds.
3: Mm-hmm. And where was Jeff Harvey?
1: Uh, well. <laughs> Canberra, presumably. Yeah, right. No, wait, that's Peter Harvey. Damn yeah. it. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, um, and 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 Mick plays organ on this on this record and on this track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Mick's been in PJ's band for a number of years. Um, yeah. Even like, after they stopped.
1: Yeah, he was he was a double agent for, yeah, for right. a while there. Yeah. And then just after he quit the bad siege, he just went PJ full-time.
0: Yeah.
2: you got oh. to choose a side eventually. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, and So <laughs> those
1: tours crossed over like almost the exact same time across the country. And I'm just like, fuck, could you imagine them just sitting in the fucking airport together? Yeah. You're looking well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, as, as far as I know, PJ and Nick are on all right terms, but I know Nick and um, Mick Harvey are not on the best of terms. Yeah. Um, oh,
3: and no. what about the, uh, Peter Harvey? No.
0: Go on. <laughs> go on, go on, go on.
1: I'll,
4: I'll serve Kevin it up Bacon to you, and Jimmy Pop.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Harvey. Did Nick break any pianos?
0: No, no, no love no. lost there. Oh, of
1: course, the Jeff mm. Harvey impression. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. it
0: Jeff Harvey. Do you think
1: <laughs> I was talking
0: about.
1: In um. my head, I had Jeff Hardy, the
0: wrestler.
3: <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. I, should, I should know. You have that thing where, like, if anything sounds vaguely like a
2: wrestling yeah. thing, What's yeah. the, who's the shithead? Like Harvey Norman guy, Jerry Harvey, Jerry <laughs> Harvey, Jerry <laughs> yeah. Harvey.
0: Yeah. Um, Yes, famed keyboardist <laughs> with PJ Harvey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, I, because I really like mixed contributions on this record with the organ that he does. And he, like, he did a lot of the production work as well. But um, I think I'm, I might be in the minority of um, PJ fans. I, I put stories from the city like towards the bottom of her discog for me.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, really? Uh, you're yeah. more of a Rid of Me?
0: I, well, I love Rid of Me. My favourite's to bring you my love. Oh.
4: <gasps> Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Easily yeah.
0: my favorite of hers. I think that's a fucking masterpiece of a record. But having said w- that, was that around the time she was in with Nick? Would have been around then. They were uh, by this point it would have been broken up for maybe like two or three years. Yeah, because uh, they
3: had. Um, I think you mentioned when you talked about the track. They didn't they have like a song where they were like incredibly horny in the film clip? Yeah, right? Henry yeah. Lee. Henry
0: Lee. There you go. And uh, like, just tangentially, the, the Nick Cave song, West Country Girl, he started writing it at the start of their relationship and finished it at the end of the relationship. Yeah. He
2: tell. changed it to West Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: I <Like> how Johnny <laughs> Jeff
1: changed his yeah. tattoo from Winona Forever to Wino, Wino Forever. Forever.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he
0: should have been cancelled then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, but he told us who he was. Right? Like, just with that, Jesus. H- having said that, I-, I do think this track is... Probably my favorite track from the re- from the records, "Stories from the City." Everything works about it. Her voice is in great performance mode. I think the um, the video really represents how well the song works. The video is just her kind of like staggering in like a kind of rock and roll fucking kick ass way down London streets at yeah, night. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, in yeah. Like great really, video. In like a really gorgeous dress and like just like chucking her purse about kind of thing like that and like yelling kind of thing to the camera. And that kind of is what the song is about. Just someone totally. having like yeah. awesome rock and roll front woman swagger, chucking shit about, but just still with this. Like the swagger Doesn't interrupt the virtuosity Of her or her band like That's it Everybody's in great form That's it
2: The craft is still there yeah. Like you know and, and even just the production On the guitar As soon as it starts yeah. You're like This just sounds Good Good yeah. It sounds and real good It yeah. sounds so good And her vocals are amazing Even just the way she sings Little Italy <laughs> Oh yeah so yeah. good Italy. Yeah.
0: yeah, this is what I want from like like people do like poetic rock music. This yeah. is what I want from poetic rock music, and like yeah. you mentioned before, Deej. But the lineage from Patty Smith is really evident here. Like, you hate to be reductive when you hear like one female rock vocalist to be like, oh, it's like another female rock vocalist. I don't mean that in a derogatory or de- no. derisive way, but anybody who writes poetic rock music is indebted to Patty Smith. Yeah, like, yeah,
2: we're um, all indebted to Patty Patti Smith. Smith. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: like, she can
2: call P- on that debt. Yeah, whenever. Yeah. Like, yeah,
3: you never know when that knock's you know, going to come. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. thank
2: you, Patty. Yeah,
3: yeah. but oh, like, a, well, thank you for for the moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, when she cashes that in, yeah. Yeah, that we'll horse see.
2: coming. Yeah. <laughs> horses. horses, horses, horses,
1: horses.
3: Yeah, um, how many? I don't wild. <laughs> <laughs> like, can I steal them? Um, like, what are you going to do with all these, Patty?
0: Yeah, yeah but uh, this is just a terrific fucking rock song. PJ doing what she fucking does And you can tell at this point It was when like She was a festival headline, Not like a headliner Yeah, headliner, yeah but, but she was like, big yeah, She was big enough to doing Blasto exactly. And like a lot of yeah. the big
2: ones Yeah and oh, like, This sort of it... go
1: well
3: with
0: Mud
1: yeah. 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 But well you can with,
2: hear like, that this is, this is a, a fun song to perform. Yeah. And like it would have been a fun song to do at those huge concerts to kind yeah. of, you're enjoying being at the peak, you're still having fun with it, but mm. like you're really highlighting your own craft.
0: Picturing her just like beating the shit out of the guitar as she does mm. a kind of thing like that. Just Don't. badass. Yeah. I'll never have enough kind words for how terrific a writer PJ Harvey is. Yeah, and totally. It's in great fucking form here. Like the rock swagger. You're very right, David, that it is a very mid period record for her. Did you hear the white chalk record? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, much softer and still a beautiful record. What was the single off that?
3: Yeah, I remember solid. White Chalk, but because before I even knew who PJ Harvey was, or for that matter, any Harvey... Um, <laughs> Of the many that we that we could mention, I heard that's one of the lead single from that on the radio, and it was one of the first songs I actually purchased through iTunes. When hey. Under Ether, that's the one. Hey. I thought it was. I thought it was super beautiful, but I had no and, idea of who, and you, who PJ and, and was. And you
0: purchased the yeah. What's the Apple Music format? AAC. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you purchased right. the Apple Audio Codec file of it. <laughs> that's that's wow. what I did, man. Yeah.
3: That's one of the ones I'm comfortable saying
0: Yeah Is my first iTunes notices <laughs> Yeah But like it's just, just that one No yeah. others No others yeah La 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 Yeah no, cra- no crazy frog dot <laughs> ringtone
3: <laughs> Bing
0: bing Bah ba. ba.
3: <laughs> uh, that was Jeff Harvey uh, Fun fact <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, that, But yeah this song fucking rules yeah, PJ great. Harvey's the queen Yeah
3: totally Easily best Harvey mm.
1: Plus unlike Patti Smith Has never put out a song with the N word in it So <laughs>
3: <Also good.
4: laughs>
1: Huh? It was a different. Huh. It was a different time.
4: It was a different time. <laughs>
3: Maybe we're not the ones with the debt to pay. Oh! <laughs> yeah. mm. Mm.
0: Mm.
4: It's just, it's just <laughs> interesting. interesting to me as all,
1: Patty. <laughs> that was a big favour. I'm, I'm allowed to say the N word yeah. yeah. for
0: one song. I don't get cancelled for this song from three decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> First, they came for John Lennon saying the N word, and I don't speak up because I don't like the Beatles. <laughs> 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 then they came for Paddy Smith, and there was no one left to defend my takes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And number 89 this is Rossi we've worked out
0: Yeah, with like the names on. Work it out, Nathan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nathan, work it out. I just think learning's fun. I just think, Big, ta- neat.
2: big Taylor Swift fan.
1: Spelling is fun. Oh, but
2: yeah. Spelling's <laughs> not super Like, of all the disciplines of the mind, <laughs> of all the messages that mankind <laughs> can embark upon,
0: yeah. when, upon when, you sit on your crapulent crack and lazily spell words. Spell
1: words?
2: <laughs> I think spelling's in the middle somewhere. <laughs> Can't get a PhD in spelling.
1: Just no, you can't. <laughs> but boobs, however, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> think about it.
3: Boobs, b o o b s. Boobs. boobs.
0: Doing a calculator thing. No,
3: it's a spelling bee. Mm. The b is for boobs. Mm, how do you
0: spell boobs? I'm spelling boobs. Eighty thousand and eighty-five. <laughs> Could Jesus you use it in a
2: sentence? <laughs> I saw 80,000 85, 85 boobs.
1: <laughs> brassy coming in at number 89 in the hottest 100 of the year 2000. I am doing everything within my power. to not say 19 at the start of everything. Mm. And you're doing
3: really well. Thank you 19 very much. Brassy.
1: Mm, 19 Brassy. But
3: we're all having that problem at the moment. Uh,
1: you know, also, oh, new, true. New That's also true. All. Well, don't,
0: don't date when we record. <laughs> it, might, <laughs> it might come out until November. done that
1: a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> now. Nathan, yeah, I have no idea who this band is. I'm assuming the other two people in this room have no idea who this band is. Could you find out anything about Brassie? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, you, I mean, um, I could, I could have a. I could you um could I figure know, uh, what it was? Spell it.
1: <laughs> could you use it in a it's sentence? It's a tricky one. <laughs>
0: it's a tricky one. Doesn't sound how
2: how s- it's spelled. <laughs>
0: Not an English B. <laughs> I was going to say,
3: can you work it out? Yeah. yeah. It's like a
2: kid's thing. Let's work it out together. So Brassy oh, um, are a, a UK band and we haven't heard them, but the singer of Brassi is one Muffin Spencer a good name. Mm. Um, who is the younger sister of John Spencer of the Blues Explosion? No oh, fucking way! Yeah. Uh, yeah, the blues are yeah. number one, baby. Uh. And you know, I think the blues are certainly top ten in this song. Mm. Like, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. You can hear the connection. Yeah,
3: yeah. Once you know um, that, it's not hard to. Yeah, <laughs> it's not hard to
2: <laughs> see it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not at all. <laughs> but this is pretty fun. It's got some like fun riffs, and and I think Muffin's vocals are great. Did and, their parents
0: call one of their kids John? <laughs> they <one> muffin. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like a Zapper yep. fucking situation. Go, no. <laughs> you know, John, spelled J O N, like the most Pretty abrupt w- name you could possibly get. Maybe that was Muffin. the first
3: time it was done and that was really wacky. Yeah, true. Maybe. You know? yeah.
0: John. Oh, yeah, J O. Nope. Just there. Wrong. What the fuck? People go wild.
3: Yeah. Riots on
0: the streets.
2: And then they call the daughter Muffin and everyone's like, all right, well, that's, you know, at least you're calming down a bit. 2S, right?
3: Spelling, you know,
2: people uh... <laughs> Spelling is fun. But it, this is fun. Like, I, I think this is like very late 90s, early 2000s, girl fronted rock band, this kind of like riff heavy. Dude, I was going to say, it got a huge yeah yeah yeahs vibe. Totally. Ooh.
1: Mm-hmm. You miss Carano's ad libs.
3: Like, uh, gurr, gurr, uh, Wait, hmm. you
0: missed, I miss that in a lot of music. <sighs> yeah,
2: so, yeah. But <laughs> That's kind of the thing. I think especially once you know that it's connected to John Spencer in any way. You're like, oh, this, like, the bluesy riffs are just not dirty enough. They're too straight Mm. yeah well considering
0: it's like a band that's ostensibly playing with ideas of rock and hip-hop yeah also surprisingly that does does not sound new metally at all right it feels more indebted to grunge and alternative rock than it does
2: yeah that's true it's just missing that like energy that messiness that kind of feels a bit raw and again it's like once you know that there's a link to the blues explosion. It's hard to not mm. see what's lacking there. Do we? Yeah. Do, uh, but speaking of it, not is it, that kind of clean kind of thing?
0: Do we know that this is an, an yet another fucking real soundtrack hours? Oh, oh really? really? And what, what
1: soundtrack? Was the the inclusion
0: are? will make perfect sense to you. Um, FIFA? No 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 no. Because this <laughs> definitely
1: had a FIFA vibe. Oh it, yeah, it, it has so. FIFA vibe. Mm. But
0: it's from these. It's from the soundtrack that Disney put out. Uh, in 2003, with music from the Kim Possible TV show and movies. Oh, yeah, sick! Yeah. yeah, and all the fucking comments on the YouTube video for it are like young kids who are reminiscing hardcore about how much they loved this song when they were tweens and that, which oh, I, I think is very the, sweet. Yeah, that is very sweet. So and and it's, it's, it's absolute that. It's absolute Kim Possible core. Yeah. Having mm. never seen an episode of Kim Possible in my <laughs> life, <laughs> she's, she's a spy, the fucking yeah? Show. Yeah, and she's got like a friend who has like a rat or something. Yeah. <laughs> Right, this but is Harry it. Potter. This is not as fucking weird as my "Clan Goes to the Holocaust" riff. This, is, this one makes more sense. I'm sure she has a friend who has like a vole or like a naked mole a rat or something. A vole,
3: a naked bro- You're getting weird. Some weirder. sort of
0: rodent,
2: must be a mole.
0: Yeah, I'm not a fucking. Kim Possible has a has a mouse friend.
2: No, no, her, her, her no Adam, you're putting words in his mouth there. Yeah. He, you, her, you're her engaging
0: in bad faith in this f- discussion. Her friend has one. Fucking people younger than me in the podcast are screaming at their fucking headphones. but he's like, his name's fucking Michael or whatever. Like, probably their exact words, sorry. Sorry I don't know all the Kim Possible's. Michael okay?
3: one, two H's yeah. or something.
0: Sorry I don't know all the Kim's possible. I know yeah. intellectual things. I'm too busy rotating cubes in my brain. And thinking of large sums to entertain me to know about the Kim Possible universe.
1: <laughs> Kim Possibly?
0: Anyway, this is on the fucking soundtrack. I thought it was a good fact. And then...
3: and, and no, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a good and fact. and we know that Muffin was on that Mouse Money. You know, Disney.
0: Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, yes, mm. yeah. So this is probably doing very Dis- well for Disney. Her. Fucking love mice.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it's true. Or in voles or naked. Yeah, yeah.
0: The rodent family yeah, at large. Mi- Mickey Vole, <laughs> the famous mascot. Mickey vol yeah, surely. of the Disney yeah, Corporation. <laughs> like it's called fucking Disney now. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, a right. big, big old evil company, Disney. <laughs> yeah. Baby Yoda, though. See, yeah, but you see that thing, man, of like 80% of the... Of box office, of from, box office from films from last, from last year. Presuming this comes out in 2020. From last year, um, <laughs> it was fucking Disney shit, man. Like, really? It bad, man. A lot of mouse money, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but like I saw an adventure. I hope
2: next, by next episode, we are owned by Disney and we yeah. make a retraction. Oh, yeah. boy!
3: <laughs> that's what I was hoping to, to pitch towards.
0: Yeah. yeah, Not
2: this episode. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: I'm going to have to shelve that idea for now, yeah. but I was... Later on, it'd be like, can we be put we, like. You can listen to us on anywhere. you great great, great great podcast, namely exclusively we, Disney+. Plus. <laughs> exclusively
3: <laughs> Disney+. Plus. There's that episode of The Mandalorian where The Mandalorian just sits down and politely listens <laughs> to, to with Baby oh Yoda. Oh, my God.
1: Can we please? Yes, we
3: can. Yes, yeah. yeah.
1: The, the, the bit where Baby Yoda keeps pressing the button <laughs> and it's our theme music over <laughs> oh, and over so, again. Yeah, no, it's just our hot takes. Oh, yeah. I love it. Fuck. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'm surprised
2: it's we haven't done asking, asking for that bit. Yeah. Yes. And,
0: and when Baby Yoda, <laughs> does, when baby Yoda doesn't recognise a bit is when he makes that little teacup thing. <laughs> There. He's drinking the bone broth from. He's making some tea. Yeah, oh, he shouldn't tea. drink bone broth. It's oh. really high in lead. Dude, what? He's a he's a, he's a yeah. yoda man. They're they're good. With I'll lead explain that. Out. Oh, are they? Yodas are good with that. Like yodas are yodas are horny for lead. Can we say that? <laughs> Is that all right? It's twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. later. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You triggered. Triggered. What? Baby yoda can't have a little bit of lead as a treat. <laughs> It's better come out soon. This is dating all the fucking memes <laughs> yeah, that I know, man. I know, yes.
3: <laughs> no, baby Yoda will have only, like, grown to be an organized religion. Like, okay. the, the first Baby Yoda will on. have only grown
0: to become a Yoda.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Teen Yoda. I truly. Dude, are they going to make that would rule? Teen Yoda. He's,
0: like, smoking pot in there. <laughs> yeah, no, Yoda high. A, yeah.
2: Go to hell. Yeah. You can.
0: Well, yeah. I like the, the idea yeah. that um, <laughs> it's only because the only one of these species that we've heard speak is Yoda. Yaddle is what, like, the awesome hair um
3: he's just yoda with awesome hair if yeah you, like, but like if but you've like, never seen
0: yaddle just picture that
3: well, she's a woman. She's the female of Bullshit. Them. Yaddle's a Yeah, Yaddle's wow. a woman. Yeah. See, well, I only know Yaddle from
0: the the, the book that everyone had. Yeah, <laughs> the, right. Yeah. The, the cutaway. Yeah. <laughs> the cutaway. Man, those are good books. Those are better than the movies.
2: Way, <laughs> <laughs> way better.
0: Looking at the inside of an X Wing? Ah. Oh, so dope, man. man. Um, but like And Yaddle was there. Yeah, because because <laughs> but we never heard Yaddle speak no. right. So it I, I like book. the I like the idea that but Yaddle makes a brief appearance in one of the prequels. So like, she is canon. Mm. But we've only yeah, ever episode heard, one,
3: she's at the Jedi Council. She's yeah. one of the Jedi.
0: That was the, the, the Jedi Council on But we've only ever heard Yoda speak, so maybe he just speaks like a fucking idiot.
2: Maybe he had a stroke, and, and, man, and you're and, calling him an idiot? Dude, wow. What, you think everything Jedi
0: did was cool? You think that some of that wasn't fucking idiocy? Wow, okay. I bet you think that he will unite the fucking good in the dark like fucking Yoda did <laughs> as well. I'm just saying you gave birth to fucking Anakin Skywalker, you cunt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But but I reckon Baby Oda will speak like a normal. Yeah. <laughs> a normal yeah. I just think that's interesting oh, as all oh Andrew. My God. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so Brassy was on the Kim Possible soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Muffin. We worked it out.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: learned anything feels <laughs> <laughs> like I should have <laughs>
0: a lot have, happened got a bunch of new yeah, data that escalated off. quickly Did but I? it's corrupted <laughs>
4: it's very corrupted
0: <laughs> I, I need to run a D frag <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: number 88 this is Mochiba with Rome wasn't built in a day
4: you and me were meant to be walking free in harmony One fine day, we'll fly away Don't you know that Rome wasn't built in a day Hey, hey, hey
1: Sheba coming in at number eighty eight in the hottest one hundred of two thousand with the song Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm. Andrew. David. You and me. Here we are. Yeah. Walking walking free in harmony.
0: Yeah. And collectively building Rome over the weekend.
1: Hell yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Could have been two days.
1: Yeah.
0: Knock it out in a two day. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Good
1: shit. Yeah. Okay. Quick question for the room before we get into you specifically. Did you guys know this song? Absolutely. Oh, ah, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sometimes I feel like an alien because I'm just like, oh, yeah, everyone knew this song growing up and you guys like, what the fuck is this?
0: Mm. Yeah, more cheaper. Uh English electro-pop soul funk kind of band. Yeah. They have a
2: lot of them over there.
0: They do. I feel. They love it. Mm. Mm. Well, Brexit and all that. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, it's something to dance about. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, still kicking around today. This was their biggest hit, uh, especially in Australia and New Zealand, which I guess helps explain.
3: Especially in New Zealand, though. They went bunter for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brexit and
0: all that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Say no more. Obviously helps explain his presence here. If it was quite popular in New Zealand, I'm sure it got a bit of airplay on the J and also elsewhere. Super memorable video. People like dancing in the street, like being all dorky in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relatively straightforward kind of funk song here, I guess. Sky Edwards, the vocalist. I think she's in great form. Mm -hmm. Like she nails all of it kind of thing. There's a bite here. No, well, the only but is that it's not my cup of tea, obviously. But I do think the song is immaculately produced. The soundscape is very well done. If you have, if you listen to it like with good headphones, like yeah, it sounds, yeah, yeah. it sounds really good, kind of thing. Mm. Um, mm. Everything about it seems to work, and I can see why it has popularity. And oh yeah, I, I don't think it's too poppy to be here or anything. Like, no, like, no, no. The funkiness of it all carries it through, but it's just not for me. But it works. But very good YouTube comment on the video, which I think oh, is here very go. fucking good. Oh, here yeah, we, we go. love this. From possible from Tomislav Dijada saying. Carla, if you ever watch this again, I am sorry that I said this song is nothing special and lame because it's not. It's awesome. So maybe it's a grower. Oh <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: Carla. Oh, girl. Maybe come Tom- back. Is it worth mm. breaking up over though?
0: I'm not sure if it was a out though. Maybe Thomas Love maybe Carla's his sister for all we know. Oh yeah.
4: yeah.
0: Mm. Thomas Love. Mm. Uh let us know. Let us know, Hit
4: right? What's up, man? Yeah. 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 Add right in.
0: This
1: is a festival chorus, if I've ever heard oh, one. Yeah, yeah that's okay. absolutely yeah. true. This is one of those ones where Sky can very confidently just stand away from the microphone and have a makeshift choir have the whole thing shoot right back at her. That's pretty amazing, I reckon.
3: Yeah, but to what end, though?
1: What do you mean? Walking free in harmony.
3: Yeah, but is that all? like is that all is that all yeah really they, like is that all do you not
1: think that is a remarkable thing to have something so universal that you can have people immediately sing it right back to you've you you've
3: taught everyone how to hum along with muzak this this does he absolutely comes. nothing for me man this is like this is standing in a room and feeling a breeze the exact same temperature as the room you're standing in <laughs> that's that's about as as impactful as this song is in well, any I, kind I of way <laughs> Just no, it's nothing. The point is, it's nothing.
2: <laughs> I'm just imagining like an it's entire Glastonbury audience all singing, and an Adam standing in the crowd, just like folded arms and like little grumpy face, no, shak- I d- shaking I just, his head. I
3: wouldn't be there. Make I'd be m- seeing another band. No. Literally, any other Only band. Only more playing. playing?
2: Well, <laughs>
3: I'll beat the traffic. <laughs> You're
0: gonna beat the traffic. Uh, uh, RTJ's sorry, you after. you've fooled after me <laughs> twice.
3: <laughs> hey, <Yeah. laughs> RTJ's on after. Great yeah. power nap. <laughs> and this will help if anything. Ah, uh, he's got
0: me. Yeah. 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 I don't love the song, but I I do think for what it is, it's very well written and very well produced.
1: I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that it's an inoffensive song. Like, could you imagine if More Cheap were an offensive band just up there, like, you know, like, cruisy, like, sevenths on the keys and, like, a nice little sizzling horn section and they're just like, fuck
4: you, fuck (laughs) you,
3: fuck. It'd give give me something. Uh,
1: I guess, but
3: yeah. It's one step closer to being, like, Death Grips. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but Adam, maybe, maybe we'll be Thomas loving it in a few years' time
1: Oh man, you oh, never oh know. Yeah,
0: will
3: be Thomas loving
4: it. I walk out of
3: the walk out of the studio and accidentally knock down a beautiful woman who takes my breath away. Oh, sorry. Like I'm sorry, Sky Edwards. <laughs> no, sorry. no, it's Claire from the from oh, from, Ka- the-, from Ka- the YouTube comment.
1: Carla. Oh. oh
3: well. Sure you know, goes by Claire. I knocked down another woman. <laughs>, Clara. <Yeah. laughs> uh, just accidentally-Guys. Oh
2: You're a monster. He's just mowing them down. And what do you think, Nathan? I mean, it's all right, because it is a bit nothingy, but also so ubiquitous. Like, I find it very yeah, hard to be like... Ubiquity mm, and It makes it tricky, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, if I'm looking at the dials on the wall for this song, I kind of want to, like, crank up the gospel way more and mm. just, like, lean into because it feels a bit too trying yep. to have a bit of everything. That's a bit of a British
3: thing in, in itself, right? Totally. The, just the, the token, especially, like, the token gospel choir in the pop song. Like, we yeah. in in ourselves have heard it, it through the countdowns. I'm thinking of Tender. Tender, yep. I'm yep. thinking of a bunch of other British ones. If you go back, like, and don't, leave. Yeah, don't leave. Yeah. do Yeah, another crap but, song. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was a bad song. Yeah. But it, it's totally that English festival huge audience singing back at them. Like, that's, they, they love that over there.
3: Yeah, yeah. They do love that over there.
2: This is fine. It's just like, because apparently at the start of More Cheaper's life, they were way more trip-hoppy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah kind that's kind of right. gradually became what I assume from this song, just like a bit of everything.
3: That's part of the reason why they had to change is because you have to tell this room that they were trip-hoppy. Yeah. Like, you don't have to say to people, you know, like, oh, Porter's head, they were, uh, you know, and they, were
2: actually they, were a a bit, they were
3: pretty trip-hoppy.
2: Yeah. So, I don't yeah. know. It's fine. Her voice is very lovely. Like, and yeah. I, th- I think... Like pop culturally, it's it's ingrained enough in my brain that I can just e- enjoy it.
3: I think it's ubiquity and it's and it's uh, ingrained pop culturedness is part of the reason why it kind of irks me as that's much as it does. Fair. Because it's just not only is it very bland and kind of satisfied in its own blandness. Like I think mm. this is a very self satisfied song. Like the the rhyming scheme and whatever, and the I fact like that it's the like,
2: opening line that's like. It's easy to get stressed these days. It's like Fully, on, you it's can just do a that. second draft of that. But well, that's oh. exactly
3: oh. it. Like it's just, it's just like a hollow message that's, that's like chin up. Like I just don't have time for that. You hate that. You I do hate, hate that. songs hate that. that are like, yeah. don't worry,
2: guys, it's gonna be all right.
0: Well, because you've got to give me reasons not to worry. Is mm. don't worry, be happy, like your most hated song. Because <laughs> I know that's a very hated song. Well, mm.
1: lest we forget, it features a music video with two icons: Robin, the late Robin Williams and Mr. Noodle from Elmo's World. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, right. Actually, oh, Mr. Noodle's brother, Mr. Noodle. Mm. <laughs> uh, yes. Ah, yes, of course. The, uh, John Noodle. Yeah. <laughs> With one One end. Real, Yeah. Two, like, ends. No Two, edge. Edge. <laughs> Two ends. No edge. Two ends. Fucking wild. So I interviewed Sky Edwards oh, yeah. uh, pretty recently because uh, Mochiba are coming to Australia in
0: a few months' time to play a festival,
1: Bluesfest <laughs>
0: Or, yeah, of or course, playing Blues Fest. have yeah. recently been in Australia playing Blues <laughs> <Fest>. <laughs> Last year. Last year. Let's, let's
2: hedge our fucking bets. <laughs> <laughs> they, they played bluesfest a few years ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's get a couple takes yeah, on yeah. It.
2: In a country that at the time was called Australia. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was actually kind of funny finding out, like, their setup now because it's very much a family operation. So her husband plays bass in Mochiba and their son is the drummer. Oh. Like, imagine that, like, just setting your whole family up for life. You're just like, yeah, we're just going to go around playing Rome wasn't built in a day every year.
0: Oh, (laughs) God. (laughs) You can choose your friends. (laughs) The son's just like, oh Mom, come on. Dad, I'm oh, do Oh dude, that this. that'd
1: be the easiest job in the yeah. world. Go, yeah. boom, boom, One hour later. Money, please. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, can I have my pocket money now? <laughs> I need to go do lots of cocaine with the Gallagher brothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I assume everyone does At music festivals in the UK yeah, Or any music
3: festival, the Gallagher brothers Just fly in and hang
1: on yeah. stage <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. very separate ends of the stage I was going to say, it's the, it's the one yeah, thing they
0: can right. agree on Alright, yeah. Yeah. Right, look We have to do this bunch of coke, so Let's
4: oh.
0: put it aside for a half hour <laughs> <laughs> Yeah And at the end of the night, they
3: both Just fight each other, Yeah. and it's backstage And all the other bands gather around and place bets Yeah. Stormzy's
1: the referee Yeah <laughs>
3: Yeah <laughs> If anyone gets too big for their boots.
1: Boots! You know? Oh, good times, good times. Brexit and all that. Brexit and all that. (laughs) You get me. At number 87, it's the return. Hey, Mr. DJ of Madonna.
4: Put a record
1: on. This is I wanna dance with my baby. her return to the Triple J Hottest 100 coming in at number 87 with the title track of her album, Music. It's really the title track of music. <laughs> if you will.
0: <laughs> that's, what he, that's what he said.
1: <laughs> Interestingly, this is one of only two times that Madonna would feature in an annual countdown. The previous time that we talked about her was for the song Beautiful Stranger, which was on the Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me soundtrack. Yes, it was. Uh, and yeah, that, was, that was last season. <laughs> Who's uh, that? Baby Yoda. That's
3: our baby Yoda. Yeah, that's, that's how baby, yeah, Yoda's baby gonna Yoda. he's get a sound when he yeah. talks. Yeah. in Teen Yoda, Disney's Disney's Teen Yoda. If baby yeah. Yoda's first word is Shagadello. Yeah, I will love Disney. Well, I mean, I, they, this is just a pitch, and yeah. they're going to need yeah. some writers, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, so just punch it up. Get that mouse yeah. money. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You and me were meant to to be (laughs) getting sweet, sweet mouse money.
1: Now, we're all getting distracted here, but we do need to talk about Madonna in the year 2000. Now, we are coming off a album called Ray of Light, which was considerably successful, but also not strictly a kind of more pop record that people had become used to with Madonna. The interesting thing is that she has constantly gone through series upon series upon series of reinventions. And I feel like she's following a similar trajectory to that of once and future Kings uh, or silver medalists rather of the uh, Hottest 100 U2. Mm. So Mm. U2 are also coming off the back of a relatively successful, but by their standards, uh, quote unquote flop and, As we've talked about, and you all have groaned at, uh, with their album All That You Can't Leave Behind, you two were, quote-unquote, auditioning to be the biggest band in the world again. For me, I feel like music is the album in which Madonna is auditioning to be the biggest pop star in the world again. And mm. to her credit, I think she got there with this record. This is a really fun, bright, challenging record with some really cool stuff on it. She would piss it all away about 18 months later with American Life. Um. <laughs> oh, my God. God, that record
2: is f- easy come, easy go. Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> But then, a couple of years later, she'd win everyone back with Confessions of a Dance Floor, which had hung True, up on it.
3: in a big way. Oh, my God, what a
1: fucking huge record.
3: Yeah, she did big things with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the last few records have kind of done next to nothing, but, like... And she's yeah. wearing,
3: now she's wearing an eye patch.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, all kinds of crazy shit. But, yeah. like, the fact that we are still talking about Madonna... Like into her fourth decade of, of performing and touring and making music and stuff like yeah. that. It's a complete credit to her adaptable nature and her ambition and the way that she has never backed down and always just been like, I'm going all in on this. Yeah. It might crash and burn, I might get 17 Grammys.
0: And by the time this comes out it might be the fifth
1: decade. of <laughs> <it is. laughs> She's in a fucking jar like in
0: Futurama.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh I, loved, I loved her cameo in Yoda, it's <laughs> really good.
1: Yeah, she sang "Beautiful Stranger" again. Yeah, good times. Uh, Even more "Beautiful Stranger." Yoda, Yoda. This is a song that kind of obviously seems a bit mindless and uh, on the surface. And yeah, obviously, it is a big, broad pop song that is, you know, trying to basically get across a a message of you know celebrating. Just dancing and just losing yourself in the moment, but like
0: it, it feels to me like it's almost custom built for club remixes. Oh sure, like, yeah, because yeah, it, yeah. Like a dance Cause it has that
1: repetitious yeah. side to it. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. You will never believe the artist who is partly to thank for the inspiration <sighs> of
1: this,
0: Ali G Crawford. <laughs>
1: We went, th- mean, we went very different answers which
3: there. The reason Madonna has worked with Mike Myers. Yes. And Austin Powers and Ali G. <laughs> yes C- And C- Austin Powers. C- consecutively. Yeah. yeah. Man, she was okay. She was all over it. Just want that to be yeah. <laughs> pointed out. No, it was Sting. Oh, true. It was yeah, Sting. I
1: remember reading that. So this is,
3: this is, I just love this so much. Um, Madonna was apparently at a Sting concert at New York City's Beacon Theater. And in her own words, as she describes it, suddenly people lost their inhibitions and their politeness and everyone was practically holding hands. I mean, it really moved me. And I thought, that's what music does to people. That is some fucking...
1: High thinking. Like, that is. That's that's such
0: stoner
2: hours. That is. It's also like,
1: it got pretty out of control. The second that guitarist started playing the
2: upstrokes for Roxanne, I was like climbing on people's heads. (laughs) But just like having to write like a hundred word review for the gig, but you kind of missed it or something, you're like, music is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Here's my review of the Sting gig. Isn't it great how music just brings people together? I obviously saw the show and people, the way they reacted to the music that Sting played when I saw him and I was there. So many it songs. Was, it was Police amazing. Police songs, <laughs> Sting songs. And people, they just loved it. I think it's, music is incredible.
3: In conclusion. <laughs> In conclusion, In Sting is incredible. a land of yeah. Con-
2: contrast. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell I really, really like this song Obviously, I thought it was very naff And very uncool when I was a kid Because, you know, I Well, you know, I was very, uh no, that, no, that's not cool. Pop music's not cool. I'm, I'm straight, obviously. What are you talking about? And look <laughs> at me now. You. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> also, I am a big fan of using which Sasa Baron Cohen character is in your music video as a sign of the times. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Was Borat in any clip?
1: Technically he wasn't in, in a Radiohead
3: clip or something. No no no, <laughs>
1: he was he was in a live performance of uh Nausea by Beck. Uh, uh, when he performed what? on Letterman because Sasha Baron Cohen uh was the guest on Letterman that night. He might may or may not have been in character, I can't remember. But uh, yeah, during like the percussion breakdown of nausea, fucking Beck like waves off to the side and like, Come on, come on. And out comes uh fucking Sasha dressed up as Borat, just like banging on a stick. There's just- your
2: nausea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really good. What year was Borat, what radiohead two thousand four could he have been in?
1: Oh uh, well. Something <laughs> <laughs> he-
2: from Hale then. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Could you imagine that I was still making and two?
0: Always makes my wife. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, word. super interesting to me how this song it, ha- it has not as a slam on it because I love songs without a lot of composition, but there's very little composition to this song. Like it's a very few lyrics. Yeah, very simple music loop kind of thing and obviously that's what she's aiming here with her song right the point of it is this not to be too highfalutin about it all but like obviously if you're trying to make this song encapsulate its pure musicality that's just meant to make your body move in a convulsive (laughs) joyful way then this is the kind of thing that you might want to try and do right is to write ostensibly a simple song that you think has just a good enough rhythm and a singable enough along lyrics that it speaks for itself kind of thing see
3: this is where I get into the really interesting question about this song and how it's meant to be received and how and the value for for me is is kind of in this question is that like if it's straight and sincere I think that's really weird but Mm. if it's kind of deliberately trying to present itself as product and like make you question music as product or or culture as product and the simplicity of that and kind of, like, be a, be a bit of a an Ouroboros eating its own tail in terms of, like, embodying it at the same time as pointing towards it, I think that's really interesting. But I, mm. I really do get the impression that that's more of a reading than, than an intention.
0: I think so, too, especially, yeah. especially considering if she saw a Sting concert everyone lost their minds and were just lost in the rapture of Sting's solo fields fucking of gold. music. Yeah, Fields of Gold. Um, uh, shape of yeah. my heart, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone loves that. I think that if that was her awakening for what she should write her next kind of a record or the next single to sound like that reading is a good reading but I don't think that's hmm. author intention
3: and the other thing that tweaks me towards that though is the is the way that she specifically brings class into it yeah it's like, one of the only pop songs that uses the word bourgeoisie yeah um, but like to to actively say that and then like mention rebels in there as well it's kind of like all oh, right like you you're kind of Maybe I'm just donning, like, a a kind of Marxist reading of the whole thing, but you're just kind of saying, like, oh, yeah, don't worry about the class struggle. Here's music.
0: But I I think she's saying that non-ironically.
2: Yeah, I think she's sincere. Like, like, easy for
0: her to say. Well, yeah. Yes. You know? Mm. This is actually... um, uh, an early example of an uh, early single leak. This leaked onto Napster a number of months before it was meant to come out, and then her really? legal team, her legal team were like super on like Napster, blah blah blah. And I then of guess, course, I guess it doesn't
2: bring together the rebels afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Right.
0: And then like, of course, then like that just was like like the straw's end effect, right? Once yeah. you call. Oh, attention to this thing You don't want to happen Everyone's like Oh, we can get the single be Cool
3: I definitely don't think This was the case But I love the idea That it was just a bunch of people Firing up Napster Who had no idea What it was like Oh, uh, music <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, there it is There it is oh.
2: huh. Download <laughs> music, music. Mm, yeah, They music. say you can download
0: music on yeah. this And there it mp oh, Music.mp3 Only 4 meg Nice <laughs> Nice <laughs> Must be pretty compressed <laughs> well, It would
2: have um, taken so long To download yeah. You'd be like Oh, this must be a lot yeah. of music It's your weekend <laughs> Yeah um, mom, get
0: off the phone <laughs> The genius comment for the chorus here, the chorus always be, being, of course, uh, it just that music makes the bourgeoisie and the rebel, yeah. Like, there's not really... She doesn't know how doesn't to finish that, that. I think, right.
2: I think it's it, like parentheses. It's come together. Like the first, yeah, like, could music be. Music yeah. makes the people come together. together. Music makes the bourgeoisie music. and the rebel.
3: Could be. Yeah. Or it's just, it's just like you know, you start a really complicated argument, then you realize you can't back it up. Makes them, yeah. yeah. Makes them, yeah.
2: yeah. I don't. Do, do I even need I to finish need to. the yeah. line? Yeah. I think it's pretty clear. Have you, have
0: you been to one of my academic conferences, Adam? That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> you you're just like you got
3: a you got a slot for like a 60 minute lecture. You just well, get up and you're like, yeah. So you know, culture is you know, culture in that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Standing up a... I go on? Yeah. Ideally not. <laughs> um,
0: but, yeah, the genius comment for that chorus says, um, the bourgeoisie, as defined by Karl Marx, are the, so- <coughs> are the so-called middle class. It tend to support a stable society. Meanwhile, rebel refers to those who go against society's conventions. It seems like Madonna is making a statement with a dual meaning. The first is that music can separate. The bourgeoisie and the rebel are opposing forces. And that music has helped shape and influence their intentions. Yeah, Which... Not a terrible annotation, like, not, like, incredibly, like, fully cooked in the oven kind of thing. A bit mm. abrupt there. But, like, I don't... That's the thing, right? Because she's not making a clear enough statement. Like, if I was to project what I assume Madonna's politics are, she'd be, like, a soft left liberal Democrat kind of thing. don't like, know. No, no. mm-hmm. Yeah. She oh, would probably... She would have been maybe. with her and, like, thought Hillary was cool. Yeah, she wears
4: an yeah. patch now,
0: though. Mm. Eyepatches pretty, are cool. Pretty villainous, though. Eyepatches are cool. Yeah, but though. you're the villain. Yeah. <laughs> what, you think eyepatches are lame? No, I don't think I don't feel any kind of way about eye patches, man. Centrism is the way to death, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) I think if you're saying anything with this song, it's that music has the combined power to make us all feel something, and that's why it's so simplistic. That's why it follows like the Iggy Pop Kellogg's Cornflakes method of lyric writing, Mm -hmm. i.e., in twelve words or less. Um, (laughs) Right. I see. I I I get
3: way more value if I view the cynicism. If it's cynical and ironic, I, I like this song a lot more. And I think, I think the simplicity in the form, I think, feeds into that as well a little bit. Regardless, what I really appreciate is how ready for the club and how kind of challenging it really is in terms of, like, what's around for pop at the time. Mm. Like, I think regardless of how you take the meaning of the song, it makes you work a little bit more than... I mean, compare this to more cheaper, right? <laughs> if you heard this come on on the radio, it really wouldn't sound like anything else at the time. So, like, the people behind the song... Worked really well to to give it that kind of identity and to make it a little bit kind of challenging. It's
2: super well produced. Like that beat sounds gorgeous to listen to. Like just as a pop beat, you're like, this is great. That squealing synth bit. Also,
1: worth noting that this song has one chord, it's in G minor, and that's it Mm. for the whole song.
3: That's cool, man.
1: Yeah. Like uh, Great one which, for busking Yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, One year later Get the Party Started by Pink would follow the exact same method oh my god, super Except similar. It's, in, it's in B minor All Now you've one,
3: got get, two songs to busk just with Just one chord, yeah <laughs> To, I, I I do fucking yeah, love a One You just move that corner. It's yeah.
0: so good. I really really like you David. I really disliked this song as a young person because it was yeah, pop and I didn't like Madonna. Um I now come around a bit more and appreciate her as a, an artist kind of thing. Even though she's not for me, but this something about this fucking irks me so much. It makes me like gets under my skin and it isn't just the bourgeoisie rebel stuff. The music is just such a I don't know. Like I said, I love a good one chord jam. Like I fucking love King Gears. I like like one chord. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like a chord. I like one lyric. Yeah. I like rattlesnake. Rattlesnake. (laughs) One chord. Like like this connects with something that is just so not what I am about when I come to music. I don't know. Mm. And the thing is, I like electronic music that's simplistic and I like pop music that, that's just hook driven. Yeah. And I like single chord shit. Like this has elements that would have, would have something there for me compared to when we spoke about Beautiful Stranger, which made me think of Madonna in a new light and be like, holy shit, she's got some fucking chops kind of thing. Like yeah. when the way, particularly the way David shone a light on what was interesting about that track. But like this is, has none of that here for me. I really like the cynical take on the lyrics kind of thing like that, but I don't think that was intentional. And I'd have much more fun unpacking it from that point of view than I would ever have listening to the song. So mm. no bags of popcorn from me. <laughs> right, no, none. Well, some like, some little cornies that have fallen on the floor. Maybe if they're like arbitrary spills. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. Well, you, you are. Yeah, if, it's, it's gonna, gonna happen. If I had too many beers before the movie, and yeah, gotta gotta go out to go to the loo and knock my popcorn over. <laughs> like, fuck, <laughs> I, mean, I hate that. <laughs> that much popcorn. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Not for me, Madge. Well, yeah, this right. is the
1: last Madonna song we're going to talk about. So I'm surprised we talked about two. Yeah, American Pie doesn't get in. <laughs> <sighs> oh, that's right. Wowee, or American Life for mm. that matter. Good grief, the one where she rhymes hotties with Bacardis.
2: <laughs> Goddamn man, good shit. Jeez. because obviously the way you're going to do that is make it more like Bacardis. Like mm. it would be great to call them <laughs> Hardies. <Yeah.
0: laughs> look at all the Hardies at this beach. <laughs> well, the American accent naturally kind of
3: turns yeah. hot into heart. Mm. That's anyway. true.
0: <laughs> Fucking brutal accent, man. It's
3: harsh. hate to hear it. hate to hear it. <laughs> uh. So it's why all other podcasts, most
0: other podcasts out there...
3: I uh, do so poorly. Yeah, don't,
0: <laughs> don't even worry about them. <laughs>
2: Just, Just come
3: to the
0: soothing Australian accent. The soothing Australian accent. That's right. That's to hundos and thousands. It's going to put some
3: kookaburras <laughs> in the background now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me, yeah, let me tell you something. About oh, that. that's nice. Yeah, yeah is yeah, it? Yeah, that's good. God's country yeah. here. The oh. podcast that puts the kookaburras in your background. <laughs> <laughs> Try to turn it into a saying. That's <laughs> true.
1: <laughs> Number 86, this is Klinger with Hello Crawl World. Let's go!
4: <laughs> From security to a you
1: Number eighty-six in the two thousand hottest one hundred. That is, hello, cruel world.
3: Let's bring the kookaburras back.
2: And it's like, hello, like hello. Yeah. Hey. g'day,
1: g'day, cobber
2: oh, Is that is that cruel world? Oh, oh hey,
0: hey. <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> you know,
2: cruel world. <laughs> nah, fuck ya yeah. Nah, cruel world. Oi. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> oi, fuck off! Oi, 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 fuck off! Those to the kookaburras? Or? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the cockatoos are saying it to each other. Fuck! <laughs> fuck! Fuck!
0: You come by oh, my was branch? Huh? What was the name of
1: that fucking bird? The one that goes ah ah. Crow. Probably. Yeah.
0: Fuck. Yeah, it probably crow. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably forgot the name of crow. <laughs> Deeds can have a little crow
1: as a treat. I'm gonna. Ha- I am gonna have to fucking eat crow after <laughs> this. Oh my god. Who wants to tell us about Klinger? Me apparently. Okay. Klingon. Just want to say uh,
3: at the beginning that uh, although he says that the trip from uh, St Kilda to Watsonia North takes thirteen hours, uh, since that song has been written, it takes only an hour twenty-two now. So it's quite the cut down. So, shouts, say so. How fucking long was it to get there before? I don't know. Shouts oh, out to the Victorian Transport
1: Minister. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, I mean, the, it's, well, it's like, also quite the improvement.
1: you, you guys—you guys got the reference. It in is the a opening. reference. Yeah, you guys got the reference in the opening line.
3: No, it is. Oh, did I miss the? Am to I being dumb? To a classic
1: Australian song.
3: <laughs> Please enlighten me. It's the one about the last train out of
2: Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> That's the run. That's That's a it one. takes 13 is hours. Push it yeah. off.
1: No, uh, <laughs> one thing that does take uh, uh, 13 hours on a bus is going from St. Kilda to King's Cross, which is a famous song by Paul Kelly. From St. Kilda to King's Cross. But, and does that take 13 hours? It did
3: at
2: the time.
4: Hours on a bus.
1: I'm assuming it yeah, still it takes, does.
2: You know, it, it depends how many stops you have depends how between fast you can walk. Melbourne and Sydney. <laughs> um, yeah, so
3: these are the guys who did the Ben Lee song that yeah, we talked that, about. That, that, that was on my notes too. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, you remember that? That we only talked about mere episodes ago. Certainly mm-hmm. wasn't a long time ago. We definitely
0: all remember everything we said about that. Yeah. Um,
2: Why are you saying it like that? It's this, a pretty... This is the same this,
0: year. This is a pretty straightforward piece of like... Like kind of poppy rock music, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's very it's, much it, your mates band. It's nowhere near as interesting as Ben Lee the song, which wasn't super interesting.
1: No,
3: it was mostly oh, interesting because way, way better. better. Yeah, right. It's a good, yeah. I like it. Yeah, look, I, I when I say like it's it's got that your mates band feel about it. I think that's for for good and bad, for for better and worse. Yeah. Like I think your mates band that you like. Yeah, it's your, yeah. it's it's your mates band, and it's like I, the only thing about it is like there's a, there's a certain charm to it. For that Mm. But if I was being cynical And critical about it and if it just caught me in the wrong mood, I would kind of just feel like maybe they were trying a little bit too hard. There was a, they were trying to affect themselves a little bit too
2: much. <laughs> They're bit. trying to push out, like, we're fun! like. But it's also just the, like, hugely egregious Australian accent. It's just yeah, like, yeah, oh, that's... oh, do you have a little bit of cultural cringe attached to your own accent in pop, in pop music? How about we dial that to 11? Yeah, yeah
3: this is exposure therapy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hold, hold my fucking 2 new. No. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah right. Like...
2: Every time I listened to this, I was laughing at how over the top it was. But like it's kind of it's kind of fun, because that's sort of the point. I think, you know, a Paul Kelly reference in the first line as well is is just grounding it. And it's like this is absolute, you know, pop punk Australiana.
3: Yeah. I think that's I mean, that's pretty valid as well. And I do like kind of like where they end up with. I don't think all the lyrics are a winner. I could think they're kind of <laughs> Of course not. <laughs> I think they kind of, uh, like, they lose their way about what it's kind of about somewhat in the in the song or whatever. Yeah, like, I, I think
1: that's fair. You know,
3: uh, but you, you still get a cool kind of, like, quaint boy meets world kind of cruel vibe. world. Yeah, um, kind of deal with that. He seems okay with it being... Yeah. I think that's, I think that's what you really take away here. He's like, you know what,
1: cruel world?
0: It's all You're right. all right. You're all right, mate. <laughs> pull, up, pull up a bar still. Yeah. yeah. Um, The most
1: interesting thing about this song to me is kind of the, the musical references and, like, picking up, like, the kind of stuff that they're kind of paying homage to. So apart from the obvious of Paul Kelly, like, I can hear stuff like... UMI but also like oh, very very word. english stuff like the turtles and mm. blur and slade like all of that i can hear and what they're doing you know kind of yeah very like the power poppy and like the very like brit rock uk kind of thing but at the same time they're able mostly through the accent work very very able to make it very distinctly kind of australian in its mm. own way which, yeah. I, which I find kind of nice. It's a nice enough song. Like, it's wild that it got higher than Madonna, but, you know, here we are.
2: <laughs> it makes sense in a Triple J context of yeah. people yeah. digging on this yeah, song. Yeah, totally. For some reason, it, like, it just clicked with me. It's very fun and silly and ridiculous, like, how much they're pushing that accent. When they sing stereo... Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah.
3: Australian bands be loving singing about stereos. They love they stereos. The, the, the trend continues. You love to mm. sing
2: about your stereo.
3: My favourite lyric is definitely, my head feels like my mouth's been drinking. The The, the way you kind of palm off the responsibility in that line yeah, is kind nice. of, it's kind of nice writing. Wouldn't know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> probably probably all right. It
2: reminds me uh, a, a lot of um, the band Dahahu, who were like a Canberra, like sort of ska funk sort of I remember Yeah, oh, I Dehahu. do not Yeah, Canberra band from folk festivals uh, Days gone by Yeah, um, right But yeah Our Canberra listeners are like Oh my god Dahahu oh, they got to go to the Dahahu
1: shout-
3: stuff Shouts out to Dahahu Yeah Who are listening yeah, yeah, definitely Yeah They were a great Ken band
0: Ken Barron for The Hahu <laughs>
3: <laughs> There it
0: is Alright, before we move on <laughs> oh Oh,
1: you want to move on now that's all that's
3: all andrew has to say
1: (laughs) (laughs) no uh just to wrap up uh would you like an updated version of from st kilda to king's cross by paul kelly Sure, yeah. Because I've just uh, done the estimations on Google. It's oh, okay. <laughs> like, did he do it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but Paul, if you're listening, and I know you will be after we talk about every fucking city, he's, he's got yeah. a Google alert. He's probably got a Google Gally. alert for the
2: song that references his song.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he'll be, he'll be on this episode he's all over pretty over it. quick. He's all
0: over it. All right,
3: here we go. Tweeting at Kevin Mitchell being like, man, this podcast, what's it about? Kev's like,
4: come around. Come around,
0: Paul. Come around, lads. They never update. (laughs) It's 2024. (laughs) Making light of how inexplicably slack we are. So now it's content, so you can't blame us, listener. We have things on.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We just become the avalanches of podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Did you not hear the work he did on the word boobs?
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it took time to come up with that. that. So much. Weeks of workshopping. <laughs> <laughs> What's the oh unedited version, hell. David? From
1: St Kilda to King's Cross is twelve hours twenty-five. All up. Take a seven-minute walk and then catch the 96 to the Southern Cross Station. Then walk four minutes up to the Southern Cross Station. Then enter via Spencer Street and catch the train from Melbourne Central. Then get off at Melbourne Central. Walk about three minutes and then get on another train to Sydney. Then get off and get on another one. Now you're at Central Station in Sydney, not in Melbourne. And now it is 8.03 pm. You left at 8.30 this morning. You must be bloody tired, but there's still one more place you've gotta go. So walk about three minutes more down to platform 24, and there you go. Bondi Junction, T4 line will take you there. Get off at King's Cross, exit via Victoria Street, walk four minutes and there you are. That was written, right? No. What? <laughs> I, I have the directions in
2: front of what? me and I just Whoa. made up a okay. song. I was like, wow, this is I, like, he's, part, he's just coming up with this on the spot. And then there was a point where I was like, it, he's it definitely rhymed. prepared where this. Where it rhymed, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 You can't rhyme organically. <laughs> no. Freestyling no, I, is a
1: myth. I, I literally yeah. just typed in St. Kilda to Holy King's Cross shit. and Google Maps and I came up with that. That was, was
2: lovely. So fucking good. <laughs> Thank you. So fucking good. These guys probably didn't even know the song that well. Nah. I do now. Well, <laughs> his precise directions. It's almost too. as good as that. All right. Paul just unsubscribed. (laughs) (laughs) One star. Paul is weeping with joy. Paul is like, I've never seen myself in another piece of art so clearly. So this is (laughs) as I see myself. Doves cry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is. I guess this is how I make other people's feel. Righto.
1: That brings us to the end of yet another episode of Hottest One Hundreds and Thousands. Thank you very much for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. See See you next year. (laughs) See you you next year, y'all. All All right. In the meantime, uh, we are going to pick our favourites and our least favourites and continue that ever-continuing story of Carryover Champ and Carryover Chump. Who would like to go first? I can.
3: I wasn't looking at Andrew, <laughs> right. who I presume was making some kind of gesture that it's he would right. go first. Adam, what was your favourite? <laughs> uh, my favourite was Good Fortune. Um, my least favourite and new chump was More cheaper. Um more Chumper.
0: More. <sighs> oh, I was. Go- I wasn't going to pick More Chiba for knew new chump, but. Oh man, that is a compelling <laughs> argument, it just isn't like it? That is not it so good. Yeah. Now, um, my fave and new champ is Good Fortune. My least fave mm. and new champ is uh, Madonna Music. I Ooh. It just fucking, mm. I does not click Hates music whatsoever. champ. Mm. No. Mew. No. Machompa. <laughs> That's the most of my cheaper, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> my
1: champ
3: is still Paypastle Princess, by the way.
2: Nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, my favorite for this week, I'm going to go with Good Fortune and I'm going to make it my new champ. The uh, one. Least favorite, Brassy. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, the, brassy's probably the song I got the least out of. My chump remains the same.
2: Um, can I make my champ your rendition of St. Killer? Huh. No, probably I not. I
1: mean, if you want, by all means.
2: This is our podcast. It is our podcast. Yeah, we make, We're we behind make. the driver's seat. That's right.
3: We
0: make the rules. <laughs> in
2: the driver's seat. We're behind the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the back. Seat. In the back. <laughs>
0: Yeah, t- turn left at the next one.
2: Sorry, I, no, the, the, one, one looks-
0: the one, The one you just passed. You gotta let me know before we're right
2: next to it. Favourite song uh, will be uh, Good Fortune. Least favourite, more cheap. Yes, good. I think I'll keep my champ and chump the same. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. But, like, huge special mention to... That was very good, Deitch. Uh, oh, well, thank, yeah, you, very well thank you very that. much. I appreciate that.
1: That is it for another week. If you'd like to get in touch, you can do so by hitting us up at hottest100sandthousands at gmail.com, 100s, A-N-D, d one zero 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 s. We are also at hottest100s on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We would love to hear from you.
0: If, if you give us enough fucking mail stuff, we can have yeah. like a mailbag section where we have some more fun, but yeah. apparently you don't want to have fun, so... I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Tell, tell your friends listen to the fucking podcast. <laughs>
1: Come on, man. Just
0: send us questions. Mm. Yeah. I'm bringing the kookaburras back for no reason. <laughs> that was good. They sounded close that time.
3: <laughs> too, too close. We need to get out of here. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, yeah. Okay, so it's time to punch it.
0: <laughs> not the kookaburras. Would punch it as in leave. Yeah, right. Yeah. We um, don't condone violence <laughs> well, towards
2: kookaburras at all.
1: Right. No, definitely not. On behalf of Mr. Andrew McDonald. Good night. Mr. Nathan Harrison. Bye. Mr. Adam Buncher. Bye. My name is David Jim Jung. Everything is good for you. Peace.